Welcome to Doing CX Right, a podcast where we discuss how to differentiate brands by doing customer experience right. I'm your host, Stacey Sherman, an author, award-winning keynote speaker, and mentor passionate to help you humanize business and improve experiences to achieve real results. On today's episode, you will hear Dan Neyman, Human Resource Senior Director at Pfizer, and my longtime friend, who I truly admire because he brings the human back in human resources. He's walking the talk to drive positive experiences for employees and customers every day. He's actively involved in organizational design, change management, elevating diversity, equity, inclusion, and so much more. Get ready to hear some awesome stories and actionable lessons that you can apply wherever you work. I have one request. If you like my show, please leave a review and subscribe to my podcast. It means a lot. Now, let's get started. Welcome, Dan Neyman. Dan, why don't you give a a few minutes of who you are, what you do? Who am I and what I do? Uh, Stacey, (laughs) great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So at the intersection of who I am and what I do, I I think it can be summed up as I like to help people. I'm a a human resources professional with over 25 years of experience in a variety of industries, financial services, media, advertising, and technology. I'm currently a global HR lead for Pfizer, just a small science company. (laughs) And I support external affairs in digital and technology. My approach to HR has always been from a a people perspective. A leader I supported during a a divestiture of one of Pfizer businesses said that I put the human back in human resources. And what he meant by that was that I, I went beyond all the necessary business, legal, and compliance requirements and processes that we needed to complete the divestiture. But I also looked at the human side of change and partnered with leadership to, to really drive an employee experience, which resulted in excitement and engagement despite the unknown future. So uh, very, again, very happy to be here. Yes, I love that. The human back in human resources. I mean, that is, it's music to my ears. I mean, it's what (laughs) needs to be. And it's not always the case in small and big companies, right? It's like process driven and HR leaders have the opportunity to bring the human back. That's right. Exactly. I love that. So let's talk about two particular topics. One is employee experiences, and then we'll go to customer experiences. So first of all, what does employee experience, when I say that, what does that mean to you? Yeah, you know, I, I when I hear employee experience, I think of a symbiotic relationship between a colleague and a company. And the colleague will bring their experience and expertise to a company to achieve business results. And in turn, the company will provide a salary and benefits, a culture, and a purpose in which the colleague can perform at their best. Mm -hmm. So I believe that the employee experience really begins before the colleague even steps foot into the company and ends well into retirement. And so I also believe that companies need to continually evolve their employee experience to attract and retain their talent. Even in the past year with the pandemic and with George Floyd, Companies around the globe needed to to take action and and shift work-life strategies and create open and trusting environments to bring outside issues that were typically and normally kept outside into the workplace through courageous conversations, reflection, and inclusion. 
I love that. So a couple things. One is onboarding, how mm-hmm. critical that is. Because I always say you only get one chance to make a great first impression. So a conscious effort to that experience. And then it also surprises me how many companies don't do exit interviews. And that's a lasting impression. And sometimes, well, if you do it right and you show you care, they might become alumni. They might come back. Mm -hmm. Well, so it's also what do you do with that data? You know, what will you take from it? Who are you going to provide that feedback to? And Mm -hmm. what can you change systemically to perhaps lower any type of uh, voluntary resignations? I love that, the data. And that's that merges our CX role and HR role because the voice of employee and the voice of the customer, that's everything. Yes. You know, the more analytical we get the more tools we have to to really dig down into the data and understand what story the data is telling us, the better we'll, we're really able to change the experiences of both, you know, our, our colleagues, but also our, our customers. Yes. So is there a time now I'm putting asking you to put on your employee hat and as you are, I mean, you're a boss and an employee, but is there a wow moment? that stands out to you in any time, any career positions you've had? Yeah, so I've spent the last 13 years with Pfizer and really have loved every minute of it. You know, I've grown in my 30s to 40s and now 52 to this company. So I've spent a good portion of my life here. And I've really had the honor of and pleasure of supporting a number of manufacturing facilities in the Pfizer network. And meeting the colleagues who are on the floor making the medicines and to see how the medicines are manufactured were incredible experiences. But one moment in particular that stood out for me was about five years ago when I when I toured the at the time the Pfizer Consumer uh, Health Research and Development site in Virginia and had the opportunity to meet the folks that invent the chapstick flavors. I toured the flavor lab and and learned the process for creating new flavors and went through an exercise of what do you smell and what how does that make you feel and understand what really goes into this specialty of being a flavor scientist. And I've never met a happier bunch of people before. And so now I'm a lifelong loyal Chapstick customer for sure. But I love that. What's a takeaway here for companies is to have your employees walk in the shoes of their colleagues and the experience that customers will feel. Yes. Right? That needs to be a best practice. Absolutely. You know, in this facility, they also had a consumer lab, which was set up like a house. And they asked people to go in and uh, from the outside customers and tell us what they like and don't like based on the placement of, of a chapstick or the shape of a bottle of a pill bottle or something like that. And they would adjust the bottle on a fly using a 3D printer and then put it back in and test it like right away. I mean, just incredible stuff. But yeah, to go in and feel and taste, you know, have the senses work for you is incredible. Yeah, I love that. I think that is a must do at every company. It doesn't matter what industry is have everybody really walk in each other's shoes. Mm -hmm. It goes a long way. I like to say where I work and every job I've had, you have a customer experience job, whether you realize it or not. 
And there's people over time in legal or in uh, finance or back office support. They're like, no, I don't. And I said, oh, yes, you do. (laughs) Just because you're not the front line, you help the front line in everything you do. And that's why you have a CX job. Yeah. And to get that experience to walk into a manufacturing facility when I have to make decisions based on what I've learned by walking in that facility to help them meet their targets and their results mm-hmm. is extremely important. If I, if I didn't have that background, if I didn't know what it was like to work in a manufacturing facility, how could I help them as my customers? That's exactly right. But the truth is it's not always done that way. No. So that's what I encourage listeners today to really practice. It's, it's easy. It's low-hanging fruit. It just has to be a conscious effort. Yep, exactly. So one last question about employee experience. So we talked about what leaders can do, which is what we just, you know, one example of a best practice. What advice do you have for employees? Because we also need to own our experiences. <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I think of this from a couple perspectives, right? What, what do we need to do as employees to help ourselves in the employee experience and to be productive in the culture? in which we work, right? And part of that is taking time for yourself, whether during the day, whether it's a walk outside, a quick meditation, eating lunch somewhere other than your desk. Hmm. You know, working from home can certainly eat a lot of lunches at our desks or even blocking the calendar for thinking time. It's important to do something mindful to stay fresh, refreshed, and engaged. But also, it's important to be proactive in your career, to get different experiences, you know, when I, when I think about employee engagement and I think about career progressions, it's it's not a career ladder where you're continually moving up the ladder, right? Organizations have become flatter and we work mm. more of in a, we move more in a web or matrices as opposed to a ladder. So it's getting experiences across and down and over and up and back and sometimes out and then maybe back in to a company. And to stay engaged, to use your experiences, to to grow and develop in this, the, the culture that the company provides you is extremely important. I agree. And I would also add, as we're in a um, National Women's Day, yes. Women's Month, what a perfect time to talk about this, which is I'd also say that women, men, all humans need to ask for what they want obviously within reason and with demonstration of value, but we can't always just wait on ceremony. If you feel like there's something that you either belong at the table, show up, speak up, you know, advocate. That's something that I didn't do in my younger years that I learned and got the confidence to do. Doesn't mean you'll always get yes, but show up, ask. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. And, uh, you know, I listened to uh, Dr. Mae Jamison this morning through work for International Women's Day. She is absolutely phenomenal. The first black woman to uh, astronaut in history. She's got a PhD and other degrees. She's, she's an author. I mean, just she's absolutely incredible and inspiring listening to her. And, and she's got that drive and that motivation and that courage to go out and get. And she doesn't strike me as someone who takes no for an answer. Or even if she does, okay, no and, 
right? It, you know, what else is going to come after that? And yeah, it's it's very important to advocate for oneself. You know, that's that's what we teach our kids yes. to advocate for themselves all the time. And especially women and, and minorities who tend not, not to speak up as loudly as others. You know, we need to create that environment, that place where it's not only allowed, but it's encouraged. Yes. That's extremely important. Yes. So as a leader, I'm super conscious of making it a safe place physically and mentally to take chances, speak up, allow mistakes, learn from them. Yeah. That's what I think is so important in any size company. Yeah. So Pfizer has a, an amazing culture of, uh, we call it our purpose blueprint. And it's it's not only the what we do, but it's the how we do it. And the purpose blueprint is predicated on breakthroughs that change patients' lives. You know, with the COVID-19 vaccine that Pfizer had received emergency use authorization for, you know, I've never lived a a mission to the letter of of it and really creating that breakthrough. But it wouldn't have been possible without having a culture of Mm. courage, excellence, equity, and joy. And so when we talk about building the colleague experience or the employee experience, right, it's creating that culture where it's okay to have the courage to speak up, to think big, to make courageous decisions, right, to take risks, to have the excellence to, you know, make those decisions that, that you might not have all the information for or to ensure that, you know, you're doing things in such a way where the end-to-end processes are effective and simple, and the equity to really act with integrity and reduce healthcare disparities and ensure that people are heard and listened to and cared for in the organization. And obviously joy, you know, taking the time to to acknowledge one's work and recognize others and obviously have a little fun at the same time without having that or a similar culture that allows folks to have that innovation, to think in terms of breakthroughs. It can be very inspiring to work in an organization like that. Well, here's one thing that's key and a takeaway for organizational leaders from your story. And that is, it's a momentum that had to be building up so that when COVID hit, you were prepared and everybody was already engaged. You can't just turn it on overnight. And so that's an important lesson that culture, it's a process. It has to start at the top. It has to be embraced bottoms up. So that when things like this happen, because they do, they just come in different flavors and forms, Yes, everybody rallies, right? Yeah, and that's the truth. The Purpose Blueprint has been around for just about two years now, and one year of it was COVID. And so mm-hmm. one thing that, that Pfizer is very good at is that side of employee experience of getting the culture out there and, and helping colleagues understand what it is and embrace it. And use it not only in in their work life, but you know those are values and behaviors I want to take home with me and use in my personal life as well. Yes. So, with the little time we have left, customer experience. What does employee experience HR have to do with customer experience in your viewpoint? 
Everything, you know, the employee experience obviously drives employee engagement. And when colleagues are engaged and they feel empowered and are working in an environment where in culture that drives innovation, our customers are the ones who, who really benefit from it. And that goes directly to, you know, the purpose blueprint that I just talked about, having that strong culture, that the, the strong values, you're able to rise to the challenge of when the CEO says, we're going to make a vaccine, we're going to do it. Now go do it. And by the way, you only have like one year to do it. <laughs> and, you know, in a process that usually takes you know, obviously three to five years. And yeah, those that benefit, obviously, are the colleagues and, and the, the customers. Oh, my God. Yes. Is there a brand besides Pfizer that you would say is doing CX right? What brand stands out to you that is just really doing the customer experience right? For me, it's Apple. That first first thing that came to mind, you know, every time I walk into an Apple store, every employee is always smiling, Hmm. wants to be there, loves the technology, believes in Apple and how their their products enhances the consumer's experience and their culture comes across in their global broadcasts, which I watch. It's so good. The product launches, the store, the branding and how they adapt. They've adapted well to the pandemic with online ordering, in-store express pickup. I saw at the, the mall and, and two-hour delivery, which I've taken advantage of. So, you know, everything about that Apple experience from calling the service desk to making appointments, it's almost I look forward to that. Nah, I don't want my stuff to break down, but I just don't mind going to Apple to get it fixed. It's an experience. I, I love how you walked through the different interaction points because in CX world, it's a customer journey. And Apple has definitely mapped out the customer journey and did all the right validation to make sure that what they designed is what meets the customer needs. Mm-hmm. So I love your example. And I want to add to one thing that I love, which is the wow moment to me that other companies can do, which is... When I buy a new product, they say, okay, we're going to, here's a, you know, calendar, schedule 30 minutes with us or we'll call you and we'll walk you through your new product. Yeah. I mean, who does that? Yep. <laughs> right. Training, yep. personalized training on what I just bought. Yeah. And, and they follow it up in an email. They follow it up yes. with a link online. I mean, they, they want you to, to love the product as much as they do. Yes. And the last comment, what you said, which is a takeaway, is communication. They are so good at pre-sale, post-sale, ongoing loyalty communications, and you don't feel like you're being pushed to something. It's it's more of a warm welcome and keeping you happy. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yep. All right. So my last question for you for time. So if you could go back in time to your younger self, give advice to your younger self to what you know now, what would you say to the younger Dan? To the younger Dan, don't count the days, rather make the days count. Mm. In other words, in, instead of counting down to the weekend or spending Sunday night thinking about work on Monday, 
or or ticking through the day just to get through one meeting to the other to get to that end of the day. You're just, you know, worrying in general. Live in the present, right? Make today count. And uh, the saying goes, uh, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. That's why the present is a gift. I love it. It's so true. And I understand that even more, having just had uh, uh, many family members survive COVID. And it really drives that point home. I mean, the gift of every day in life when you can't do the basics. It's, I don't know, whoever's up there in the universe definitely is teaching a lesson. (laughs) More than one. (laughs) Yeah, I got it. I got the lesson. That's right. Uh, well, thank you so much for taking time and being here. And I I know that our, the listeners here are going to gain value to make a difference where they work. And it's all about experiences. So thank you. Thank you, Stacey. Great to be here. You too. Take care. Thank you so much for joining today. I hope you will apply the lesson shared and also requesting if you would leave a review on Apple, it would mean a lot. Head over to doingcxright.com to learn more ways to connect with me and improve your CX. Until next time, I'm Stacey Sherman, Doing CX Right.